forsooth, adverb, archaic. In truth, in fact, indeed. Now used in derision or to express disbelief. So, we are barreling faster and faster than you would expect towards the end of this season. One episode left! No. And a movie. No. No, no, no. We actually are on our... Five seasons and a movie. Five seasons and a movie! Uh, okay. We are on the... Okay, so... There's now you're lost. Ultimate, penultimate, and then uh, quasi-penultimate? I could not tell you. Semi-penultimate, I think. Semultimate? Semultimate. Tertiary we, ultimate? We are currently on episode 22, and the season will end at 24. So they have two more episodes. That Tertiary so we're on the 22nd episode. Yes. Third episode from the last. Yes. And uh, if you heard because you saw our, our image for our article and that's what pulled you in, <laughs> we got you with that butt clickbait. Suckers. Suckers. Now we'll talk about that later. First things first, let's talk about what is the beef. Where's the beef? No, what is the beef? No, where's the beef? No, where or what is the beef? No, what is the beef? Who is the beef? Thank you, Gamora. <laughs> so, um... Why is beef? If you've been awake for the last six months, you have probably heard or at least read one article of people telling you that Impossible Meat and uh, Beyond Burgers are not healthier for you than meat. Well, they're not supposed to be. Well, that's... Yeah. But there's, there's all these articles and things going out attacking, like, substitute meats... That it's hilarious, and so there's been actually a couple things back and forth in the health field about these that I wanted to basically put it to bed and make the discussion once and for all about it. I would like to just point out, like, it's made of vegetables, mm-hmm. therefore it's healthy. That's not necessarily true. It actually has the Everything same made this, of vegetables. The same, if is not healthier. the same, if not more calories uh, and sodium and et cetera, et cetera, as beef. It's not made to replace beef to be healthier. It's not made to, to give a beef substance to vegans or vegetarians. It is not a vegan burger. But it is uh, made but of it's, vegetables. It's made for, for helping the environment. Okay. Lowering so, our carbon footprint. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down real quick. Um, Impossible Burgers are plants that have been modified to include a new product called soy uh, legumoglobin, uh, which gives it a unique texture. And also allows it to basically have that bleed feature. Uh, it is also an artificial iron that normally doesn't exist in like uh, plants that like normally you get like in your meats and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's a unique modification of a plant that didn't exist naturally. It was more like kind of a cultivated feature that was created into it. Uh, now, a lot of the things that people get upset about about uh, the Impossible Burgers is one. That yes, it is not specifically a healthier alternative. It has the exact same amount of uh, like calories almost to some degree, and it sometimes it has more salt than actual meat, just to basically give it to that same kind of flavor taste. And if you are allergic to soy or uh, gluten, you will die. This, this well, <laughs> it contains both those items. So keep in mind, this is not a meat substitute for vegetarians. This oh, no, is a meat no. substitute for meatitarians. So, Carnivals. my little sister oh. uh, is a vegan, and she finds it 
like grotesque. I'm sure she does. Yeah. Because it's not for her. Right, right. It's, <laughs> it's for people like me who... Need to eat less meat. Who, well, not even need to eat less meat. It's for people like me who would like to be weaned off of eating meat. We love the flavor of meat. We don't like particularly how meat is collected. We don't like the idea of meat coming from animals. But we love the flavor of it. We love the texture of it. And we'd like something, a meat product, quote unquote, See, I so, like that it, doesn't hurt an animal. I like it because, not specifically because it's uh, not hurting an animal, uh, because I'm okay with, with the hurting the animals for getting Whoa. the food. Whoa. Get No, no, no. <laughs> under ethical circumstances, not under what we're doing now, because what we're doing is horrible. I mean... But, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure okay sure. With, with meat eaters. I'm a huge meat eater. I love it. Um, I <laughs> like... If I have the option to do the impossible meat over standard ground beef, mm. I will every time, even though sometimes it costs me an extra five bucks. And it's not... Because, oh, poor cows. Cows have friends and you're killing the cow and look at its cute-ass eyes because they are cute. Um, but it's because I need to do what I can to lower my carbon footprint and help wherever I can help, you know? It's like like oh. the metal straws. The problem isn't straws, people. The problem is, like, plastic nets that we're just leaving well, floating in the fucking industry. ocean. There's a ton of stuff. Straws is a good starting point. Don't not do the straws. Well, okay. Do the do the straws, but acknowledge that that's a really small drop on the bucket when there's other stuff the, that you the need to do. The hope, I think, with the straws thing was that we start thinking about straws, and it makes us start thinking about all of the other plastic that we it's use a great, every day. But it did. Yeah, no, exactly. It's a great entry People into the idea, but they they're not it. doing what they need to do with so the whole. We have to fix thing real quick. You're still not fucking cutting the, the, the Coke We made a things. major mistake. Which is weird since we do have non-plastic... Uh, the rings that go on the cans. Rings. Yeah. And it's it's actually relatively inexpensive to do it. So we have made a mistake. Okay. Our guest today on the podcast is Hi Justin. Oh, shit. We're like, what, 30 minutes in now? I really no, thought that we were going to put that in in post. Hi, guys. How are we all doing? <laughs> you think I edit this shit? <laughs> we tell people we edit, but we don't edit. I mean, this is live. Like, literally, this is Monday morning. Yeah, we're going to edit this out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Justin, this... thank you for waking up so early to be here. Uh, that was me yawning. That was a horrible yawn. You were Worst an actor yawn. in school? I mean, technically. He was a thespian. So, <clears throat> back on the topic. Yes, I liked women. Aha. Oh. Liked back... in the past tense. <laughs> back into the, the topic of uh, the impossible meat. Now, the main thing about this is, when this started coming out... Um, the meat industry felt like what's that? Like I feel I feel like uh, I feel triggered. attacked. I'm I feel, triggered. I feel, I feel triggered. I feel I'm attacked. called out. I'm getting, I feel like I'm being called out here. Uh, they got really defensive and offensive with regards to sure. these meat companies, like immediately going out and saying it's not healthy. How dare they say it's healthy? They never did. Uh, it is basically not good for you. Not good for the environment. Uh, the um, Soy product, the globin that's in there, is not FDA like tested, although it is FDA approved. But I mean, let's be honest: the Food and Drug Administration does shit all to save humanity, and the especially under the Trump administration. I'm pretty sure the FDA doesn't test things either. It's up to other people to test it and then provide the results to the F- FDA. Yeah, that is a for approval. Disingenuous way to. Yeah. But, I mean, on the one hand, yes, it's underhanded. 
on the other hand, whenever, and this is this is why I think in general our society has, well, we, we were getting more advanced in some small ways. We're not advancing in big ways that we really should be. It's because the rate it's a, we, an oligarchy. Because, well, it's because companies, whenever something threatens their little niche, Crush it. they go out of the way to stop it. It's why we don't have electric cars uh, in a big uh, Ooh, area. We, we have electric cars. I don't I'm know sorry. if you heard about it's this. Not, it's why we don't have electric cars everywhere. It's why yeah. we don't have hydrogen they, they cells. They sell them in every... Oh, well, that's also because hydrogen cells are can be very dangerous. Uh, hydrogen well, cells so could, can combustion yes, but, engines. But if more... Yeah, they don't explode when you crash into one another. I was going to say, do you remember... But nobody was alive. Oh, no. no but no, there sorry. was a time when yes. people were afraid of the combustion engine because it's literally explosions inside of okay, your okay. car. Yes. Yeah, but combustion engine cars don't explode. However, how many people die every year from lung uh, diseases that they get from the pollution put out by all of the gas-driving cars? Oh, you haven't heard. That's actually caused by e-cigarettes now. Oh, yes. Okay, vaping. Right. It's all, yeah. all, it's all vaping. Which I... I, I mean, it's curious that that is suddenly an issue. You know, the new <laughs> thing that doesn't have a huge corporate sponsor, and uh, so now everybody suddenly is saying that's the worst thing for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure e-cigs are not good for they're, you. They're trash, and I hate the fact that people think they can smoke them in like front of me and like in a right. closed. Ex- oh yeah, yeah like, no. Like, oh no, don't worry. It's just vapor. I'm like, oh yeah. So vapor makes it good. I don't want to smell your fucking like. Smog I'm pollution sorry, in my not, face. No, I, I smelled strawberries. In okay, there. I really Piece enjoy the smells of some of these ones. No, All right, no, there was one person uh, that I used to work with, and he made his own vape juice, and it smelled like fucking glazed donuts, and it was the best. First of all, if you're making your own vape juice, you you but, have a problem. But the problem with with vaping <laughs> is it's the same thing as like people who roll their own like cigarettes. The problem with yeah, vaping is problem. there's no real regulation on it. On what you're vaping, and you can sure. put whatever the fuck you want in there. Because Clearly, that guy was doing that. He was putting whatever the fuck he wanted well, in his vape juice. Yes, it's and the, the if same that's thing what that's, that's what makes it dangerous, new, though. New technology. But that's what makes it dangerous, though, is that you you can literally you can vape gasoline if you wanted to. You can just put it in the fucking no. thing. At least once. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least once. Um, yeah, but and that's could obviously do that even a, if there was. Regulations. I'm saying that's a, uh, that's obviously a re, a, a reductio out of sort. That's like a taking it to a completely ridiculous level. She just Harry Potter spelled you. No, no, that I, was Latin. I, yeah, it's Harry Potter. Harry Latin, Potter. No, Harry Potter and Latin are not the same thing. Eh, I, okay, I disagree. But like that's all, I'm saying that's taking I mean, well it to done a re- for, for using that particular well debate. But sure, yeah, um, Reeves Lopeter. That's t- no, you can't just stop. shout Latin, <laughs> Eric. It's not Harry Potter. You can't that, just shout Latin. That actually fits, to be honest. Though. Avada Kedavra. Oh, how oh dare my you! God. I killed you. How dare you! Um, you can't kill me. Where to find now? Anyway, Avada Kedavra. Real quick, I, I read. I'm really the boy need to, to point out that. So, Abracadabra comes from Avara Kedavra, which means I create as I, uh, I create as I speak. So Avada Kedavra is. She went with this. Is I destroy as I speak. That's pretty cool. That's a really interesting bit of yeah, little knowledge. Like that's kind of good. But oh, one second, but, one second, everyone, one second. He's trying nerd. to get that knowledge. Okay, so, but vaping is is I'm not for it the same way I'm not for smoking. Like sure, it, they're yeah. saying it's healthier. And I'm sh- I'm sure it's healthier in some ways, but it's it's not really like I mean, it's 
healthier than cigarettes, but neither is healthier. My you know? my thinking is that if you're doing it to yourself, uh, my my big problem with smoking is that it leads to secondhand smoke. Uh, so you're not just smoking when you're. It's not just you taking in the toxins. You're also uh, subjugating everybody around you hey, to your toxins. We were so talking about sp- meat, right? Hold on, hold on. So my whole thing with vaping, like if it's something you're doing to yourself in the privacy of your own room and you're an adult, I mean more power to you. I'm not going to say you can't do it, but don't do it in, in public settings. No, yeah, that's, kind of, that's really fucking yes, rude. I agree. Um, and just absolutely. because it's vapor doesn't mean you can do it indoors. Right. Or in restaurants and say that it's okay. Yeah. Because I've had that happen. Go the fuck outside. Anyway, back to the meat. So they've posted journals recently, basically, I'm guessing backed by the meat industry, saying that uh, there is no direct cause for eating red meat uh, causing mortality or risk of cancer. Uh, And at the same time, there's like the British Medicine Journal basically saying the exact opposite. No, there is directly an increased risk in, in basically death by eating red meat. And that you need to basically eat more nuts, fish, dairy, eggs, grains, and vegetables in moderation. Uh, that's specific to you, Justin. Uh, to not die, you know. Oh, yeah, I actually don't eat a lot of red meat, so. Well. I really don't. Well. I mean, I really. Hamburgers count. I don't eat hamburgers that often. Okay, you know what? Stop. We're not here to discuss me. Fair enough. But no, so it's, it's really interesting how, how the... Like, you pay off a journal to put stuff out that's not else this thing else. There's just so much back and forth between it. And literally, all it is... Which is part of a lot of the skepticism towards science in our society. Yeah, but all this is is it's the evolution of food culture. Yes. Like, like if anyone... if, if, If the apple industry threw a giant fit, the red apple industry threw a giant fit because the green apple is now a Granny Smith apple and they found a better way to make apples, it's like... Get over your fucking self. Well, like, but meat's not going away. No, no but that—that's the thing. The, the fruit industry has done that stuff like that. Yeah, they have stopped uh, cultivars from. Yeah, but you think about that—that's ridiculous, though. And in, in like statement, because like like green apple is such a staple of society. But like, it's an evolution. These things are going to come, and they're going to basically new yeah. version is going to be out. And the old guard is going to try and stop it from flourishing. Mm-hmm. It's always going to happen. Like I would have never. I mean, when the first car came out, when the car first came out, I'm sure the horse industry was like, cars are terrible and dangerous and and polluting. And they're right. Uh, And they they will never. You'll never be able to befriend a car. Yeah, you can't befriend a car, but also you can't can't befriend a horse. Kicked in the fucking neck by your car either. I mean, how? Okay, you have not met a lot of horses. Yeah, horses are horrible people. They're not people. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. That's my point. Okay, dude, a horse is a horse, of course, of course. Yes, but a horse is not your friend. A horse is Mr. Ed. <laughs> well, I thought Mr. Ed was your friend. No, Mr. Ed was never your friend. He didn't live in the house with you. He didn't send you a birthday card. Mr. Ed literally just sat there, ate carrots all day, and told you how your life sucked. Oh, man, he was such a sarcastic asshole. What a piece of shit. He was such horses a piece of shit. Horses are not a mule was He was always sticking ass. his head in the window making fun of, uh, what's his face? Joe Schmo, Mr. Guy who lives Wilbur in Wilbur or whatever. Wil- Wilbur? I don't know. Yeah, it was Wilbur. Yeah, I thought it was Wilbur. Wilbur. Yeah, it's Wilbur. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Wilbur, you piece of shit. You have to remember it in the voice. Wilbur, scoop up my shit. What was <laughs> fucked up was like the re- the way that they were able to get that horse to look like uh, he was talking was they put, they put peanut, peanut butter on his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. That's Poor really guy. mean. And I... tasty. <laughs> 
Moving along, let's talk. Moving right along. Let's talk about brides. So we we got married five years ago. Was it five years? Five years in a month. Was it only five years ago? Yeah, I guess. Oh wait, no. Six years, right? Five years and and two months. No. Six hundred years. Six hundred years. So getting married is expensive. Is it? Oh yeah. It is, and I found really inexpensive things. And it was still expensive. <laughs> so, in um, having never been married, I, I would think that marriage is completely inexpensive and uh, easy to do. So, in the Why UK, don't you tell me how I'm wrong. In the UK, a wedding can cost about thirty-one thousand, well, thirty-two thousand pounds, which is roughly like around like fifty thousand US dollars for a wedding. That's an average wedding, and I mean that's talking about that's like, an average wedding. Average thousand. We're dragging that curve down. Ours, <sighs> ours was fifteen. Fifteen thousand? Yeah. Good lord. So I don't know if that's accurate, but it might be. So we're talking about like the. I'm the, the one that the, had to uh, put the proposal together. So yeah. yeah. So we're talking about like uh, a spot for the actual ceremony, a spot for the reception. Oh sure, yeah. The food, the drinks, the outfits, the the, the paying the for that, even the licenses, the invitations, like all that stuff adds up. Uh, DJs, live music, all those things, photographers—they all add up as costs. Good lord. So. Uh, I have two things to add on here because every time we talk about weddings, I have to make sure that it's mentioned. Um, yes, the invitations are five to six dollars per invitation. Pay it; it's worth it. And yes, photographers are expensive. Pay it; it's worth it. We paid eight hundred bucks for that photographer. It was cheap compared to the other ones. Yes. And that guy sucked. So pay it; it's worth it. Continue. Okay. So, uh, this bride in the UK is currently being made fun of and attacked uh, because of her frugalness. So, to go into a little bit more detail about it. So, uh, right now, currently, her wedding is going forward and she's got almost all taken care of. uh, And it's currently costing her about £1,500, a.k.a. $2,000. Now, this is not a small wedding. There's 150 people attending. Um, They've... They got their suits, their their dress and the suit from the Goodwill, had it tailored to cut down on costs. They're, That's a really good idea. Oh yeah, they're um, they're like one of their friends is in a band, so he's basically performing at the wedding for free as a wedding gift. Nice. Um, then the uh, the, her uncle has a farm. They're going to do the uh, reception ceremony there as a wedding gift. Nice. Then her friend also owns a catering company from college, and they're going to perform the the catering at the wedding for free. Nice. So, I mean, like, all in all, for, like, getting through and stuff, she basically got this down to, you know, a little bit under 2000 Because catering alone for, for hours and we had 80 people was yeah. $3,500. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like, that's a real big save. But so, uh, to, to provide drinks for the people at the, the 150 people's drinks would be about $1,000 to have a, basically a drink allotment in there. Uh, for us, I didn't want there to be drinks. I specifically asked for there not to be a bar whatsoever, and they still decided last minute to do a cash bar, and that really pissed me off. But, you know, generally there's there's either, like, a cash bar or there's an open bar, and that's kind of just the way it works. Sure. Um, so they're looking this over, and like, okay, so it would cost them this amount of money to do it, or we could buy the drinks ourselves, the alcohol ourselves, and hire, like, one of my cousins to basically sell drinks at the wedding. Charge slightly over, or somewhat over, how much the drinks cost us to basically to pay this guy to work it and to make them. And then recoup some of our wedding costs in this matter. Okay, but I don't think you can do that, like, legally. Why not? 
Uh, because you're beginning. Because you need like a le- a liquor license, don't you? Yeah. Okay, so what what is the question here? So the thing about this is, people are attacking her online about uh-huh. this being uh, like really tacky to overcharge her friends for drinks. As well, they should. Really? Oh yeah. So now keep in mind, she's not like saying I'm gonna get charged like like eighty dollars for a okay. drink. She's like, okay, so the cost for the materials to make a drink maybe be about like one or two dollars in the long run materials and she charges five but yeah. that's still around the same price you'd pay at a bar okay is that unreasonable yeah absolutely why it's absolutely unreasonable because uh she's inviting people bar. to yeah it's not an actual bar all right but she's inviting people to her wedding uh-huh. it's basically along the lines of you invite a, a bunch of people over to your house for a party and then charge them drinks yeah people do that though but yeah, they well, shouldn't because it's tacky it's tacky. Like, I'm sorry. There's a cover charge again to my house party. You can't. It's kind of like when people you people do that. When you yeah, go that's to tacky. You know what else is tacky? You should go to somebody's house party. You bring a bottle of wine and then you take home the rest of the bottle of wine <laughs> when you leave. That's also tacky. Yes. But if, so, if she had basically just opted to pay the thousand dollars for some third party to come in there and they make money off making the drinks, tacky or not tacky? Uh, so if she bought in a bar service to come in and mm-hmm. and and pay and do it herself. If she did that, is it tacky? No. Like, but if she's buying the alcohol and then she's charging people more. Yeah, but. Like, I don't even, I, I, I don't think it would be even so tacky if she just charged people expense. What she could have done, like, she could have charged people expense. What would have been less tacky than even that is having people specifically bring their own alcohol if they wanted it. Well, and that's then, a dangerous move. Yeah, yeah I think that... I if don't, they wanted it. I think in a, I think a wedding fair. setting, a BYOB is not, not a great idea. Yeah, I think that's more tacky than selling a drink for I like a dollar fair. more than a coffee. Because or you just, can't I don't cut know, people off when they BYOB. Have fucking lemonade. Just have some... You know what? Have have an Arnold Palmer and have a lemonade and then have like uh, a couple of... like If people want alcohol, they can sneak it in like normal humans. No, just have a cash bar or... You know, I mean, like, with all of the other stuff that they were getting for free or getting for, like, at cost with this wedding, like, suck up the 800 bucks. No, 1,000. Okay. 800 pounds would be what it would Sure, sure. Yeah. Suck up the 1,000 bucks. Like, Why is it 1,000 bucks? For drinks and for this, the bar staff. For the bar staff? I thought it was her cousin. No, no. That was if she was doing it. You can't. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like. It just seems tacky to charge to overcharge people for the pleasure of being at your wedding. Yeah, but again, like if you were willing to pay, if it's not tacky for her to hire a company mm-hmm. to come in there and sell you five dollar highballs, and she sells you five dollar highballs, why is it tacky? Because she's because the company. Because she's profiting off of her own wedding. Because she's, she's profiting off. Of no, her no, no, no. Okay, she's recouping. No, That's she's called pro- profiting. However, no. First of all. Profit, she's recouping. you have to have more money above. I also want to point out she's that if she wants to get... off the total cost of the wedding, if she wants she's to get profiting her, off of the bar. If she wants to get her friends to give her money, it's called a registry. Okay? It's called your friends give you cash I, I donations so instead of gifts. So the Johnny gifts. Walker Black is on my registry. Uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. Too. If she wants to <laughs> recoup the cost of the wedding for her, that's fine. But that's what gifts are for. You can say, don't give me a gift. Instead, donate to my wedding fund. What if she had a sign over the bar that says, uh, you know, purchase price for drinks directly goes towards, you know, covering of this wedding? 
Yeah, that makes it less tacky. Okay. Yeah. That makes it less tacky. I don't know. I, I still Because then it's... people know that what they're doing is helping the bride specifically. Yeah, I feel like I'm still sneaking a flask on that one. Well, you sneak in a flask anyway. I'm yeah, saying sneak. But, just yeah, provide non-alcoholic drinks time. that are super cheap to make and then have people sneak in flasks. You just be like sneaking your own fucking whiskey. <laughs> In my opinion, beer is more expensive than than, uh, than a mixed drink would be at a wedding like this. Because well, you can buy like a giant thing of vodka for like eighteen bucks, and then just make like maybe twelve, like twelve or thirteen drinks, and you buy like spend like forty on just like ten beers to go ahead to people. I mean, yeah, okay. Or just, it just it makes more sense to me. To or go you with can a just drink. be a fucking hipster like you are and learn how to make mead and then bring your own mead. That'd be a well, lot I of mead. I like tonight. that plan. Yeah. Okay, I need you guys to get married again and bring mead. You know, I'll tell you what, when you get married, mm-hmm. let me know like a, a long while in front of it and so I will make a shitload of mead to nice. serve at your wedding. Nice, I, I appreciate yeah. that. It, it's a long process though, so you have to let me know like well in advance. Right, right. So. I mean, I would. I might even get one of those alcohol carbonators, so we can basically carbonate the mead. No, you're just gonna no, no. break the no, carbonator. No. Get the one, the alcohol one, like over carbonate it, and then make it like mead champagne. <laughs> That's super honey weird. champagne. That's yeah. really weird. Oh yeah, I don't know. That sounds good. Right. No. So get married now. Okay. Yeah. You don't I, carbonate booze. I basically, I, I'm the main full opinion on this one, and I'm gonna say right now, it's not hacky. I, it makes sense. I, I feel for her. Disagree. Hey. Two, two, two against out of one. three disagree. Uh, wait, who's it's tacky? Who's, whose name here is Sooth? Uh, I, I, all all of ours. I think it's me. All of ours. I think it's me. The three of us. I think it's we're me. All named we're all named Sooth. We're all... No, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Sooth here. I mean, okay. You believe what you want to believe. I, I am. And I will. Thank you. Carry on. So, the Philippines. So, ah, uh, the Philippines. On to the butt. So, I put a butt on the picture for the post, for the podcast... And I know people came here looking for butt, and you guys have gotten here almost 30 minutes into the podcast, and now we're finally going to talk okay, about I'm sorry. that butt. Anybody who, like, is going on to a podcast to, because they saw some butt on the, like, the thing, like, what, it's a podcast. Yeah. We're so talking. We're, are we going to yeah. talk about we're the pedophile butts? No, no, we're talking about the butt. No. No, not yet. Oh, God. Ugh. No, no, we're talking about the butt. So on to the butt that you all were here for. So, in the Philippines, they basically just reopened up their, uh, I don't want to, like, just ruin this, Barake, Barake Beaches. Borake. Borake Beaches. Stop um, doing that with your R's. Uh, the Philippines have a lot of Spanish, uh, like... So, why things. are you pronouncing the R like it's a D? Barake. Barake. You're bad at it. Just, just Americanize it. Borake. Bar, Boraka. Boracay beaches in the Philippines had a soft opening October 26th. Um, well, I guess it's in a couple days. Uh, but they were letting people in now to basically get, like, they're ready for the season. For the summer season. Well, do they have summer and winter times? Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's the Philippines. Who gives a shit? Um, it's tropical. I don't they think they do. Really have. Hawaii has a season, though. I mean, do they have a winter? I think it's more about the season with the, with the, uh, the rains. But regardless of that, I will say this, that the, like, the people were coming in, a lot of tourists are coming in, and a Taiwanese tourist, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, came to the island. Um, now, I don't know if you okay. know this. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, you got a picture of it? Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> I don't see an issue with this. I'm all about that. I, okay, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's, that's well, something that... Let's, let's get into the facts, then. So, the facts of this is, she walks out of her hotel room in her hotel, goes to the lobby, and the, like, the concierge sees her, and immediately goes to her and goes, Hey, that's inappropriate for the Philippines. We are high class, and we only let our tourists sleep with young children. We don't let them wet her skimpy bikinis. Uh, he didn't say it like that. I'm, I'm sure he didn't, and that's, yeah. Is that, is that appropriate? A little bit, yeah. A little bit racist? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, no, but... Completely racist. He's, the, the staff at the hotel tells her that it's inappropriate, and she's all like, fuck you. This is what's cool in Taiwan. Look, it's just a, it's a string out. bikini. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, okay. It. Did you see it? Yeah. So Here, Here's my thing. Like, I you, think you it wear looks that, fine. You wear that in France? Sure. Go for it. Uh, Britain, Europe, Taiwan, apparently. Uh, but there's certain places people have different expectations of modesty. Okay, look. She's I mean, clearly covering up. Her insanely, her insanely offensive female nipples, okay, which everybody in the world protests to. Yeah, male Meanwhile, I want to point out the man that she's with holding her hand, nipples right out in the okay, way. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It barely covers nipples out in the way. We're wind. not even talking about like her nipples. It barely covers her genitalia. Like, look, it's a slit. How much do you need to cover? But my point, okay. I mean, she's shaved. You don't even see the, oh, the hair. Lord. Lord. I'm just saying. She's okay, shaved. The she point could is, be 12. You, you wouldn't know. Certain... Oh, okay. That's inappropriate. It's appropriate that's... for the Philippines. Oh. Stop. <laughs> Stop. These do not reflect the views of me. <laughs> it's like, look, look, look. You go and you, back to your room and you put on some regular clothes before you go and meet that underage person that has sex with. Stop that. <laughs> Okay, I want to point, point out. My point is that if you go to a certain, if you go to different places in the world, yes. you should accept expect different levels of modesty, and you should dress accordingly. So that is a, I disagree. Like if you were wearing, if she was wearing a one piece that was much well, more uh, covering, and she got in trouble, that'd be one thing. But like let, that is let me let me go. That a little is bit, pretty insane. Let me go a little bit deeper into this story. Just a little bit deeper. So nothing happens the first day, right? Okay. Second day, she goes out again in the same outfit, and she gets fined forty-eight dollars U.S. It's like whatever Philippine fake dollars it is, about uh, twenty-five hundred for their fake currency that doesn't actually exist. Oh my god! Dude. Whatever forty-eight dollars is, uh, twenty-five hundred of your currency. Literally, correct your shit. This Russia and really... Germany did the exact same thing. They corrected their shit. I'm just saying, like that is way. It's like the peso. <laughs> you really need to stop. <laughs> but so. They find her and uh, put her, arrested her for her erotic outfit. Now, don't get me wrong. That is a bikini. Don't, it is, it is um, swimwear. It is... I what, barely... Okay, but it's not like, like she's going to wear pasty. No, guys, guys, when they like, say they're string bikini, fuck me. like, they're not lying. It's a string bikini. There's That's a what a string bikini on is. It. And the general concept for a string bikini is not so much for swimming as it is for an even tan line. Okay. Well, it's not, not for an even tan line. It's again, like, no tan line. No tan again, line. know your environment. But so, so here's the thing. Why are we sexualizing this woman's body? First of all, oh, know your environment. First if of all, if you want to go to a nude beach, you can go she to. She wasn't nude. Okay. She was 
in the eyes of the community Look. that she was in, us uh, basically nude. Well, we all agree Justin is a prude. Yeah. But I'm not a prude. That being said, I don't understand why the hatred for the female body. There's no hatred. when her boyfriend right next to her nipples in the wind. Okay, nipples in the wind. <laughs> but I'm not even worried about the nipples at this you point. You should be. Yes, that's completely covered her vagina. Man. That's completely unfair. Look, her boyfriend's vagina is not covered at all either. I'm, you don't see like the tips of his balls like hanging out there, man. No, you just see the outline of a shaft. No, you don't. <laughs> it was where you boxed. You like weren't looking hard shorts. enough. It's there. It's you there. just check again. Okay, but but I'm just. But my point is again. I have no doubt that the hotel marked on her. Okay. I have yeah. no doubt the hotel narc on her, for one, which is fucked up. Because, one, your or hotel should the, never narc on you. Or any of the hundreds of people who saw her wandering around but, in what is essentially naked. But she wasn't naked. To them, she was. But here's the thing. You're a resort. A resort that specifically makes all of your money. You, like This whole pa- town mm-hmm. lives on tourism. Okay. That's They've been waiting for the season to come back so they can finally make fucking money. And they're super excited for it. Before they even open the gates... To their holiday season of, of people coming in for tourism, they arrest a tourist because, keep in mind, not actually showing her genitalia or her nipples, but she's just wearing a an unmodest outfit. I'll agree that it's unmodest, but you are putting a chilling effect on your resort with that headline getting out. Okay, there. well, I mean that's that's stupid, but that's a different like thing entirely, right? But it's stupid. Um, Where's the fine for the boyfriend? For the for oh the out of the chefs, I agree. No, no, no. For the nipples? No, no. For I the agree. nipples. Free the nipples is like an American thing. It is not a Philippines Ooh, thing. Ooh, it is not just it's an American a thing. It's a worldwide problem. Oh, okay. It is an epidemic. The Ooh, nipple the is... The criminalization the of the is, female body the, needs the to end. The nipple is independent and free all throughout Europe. Not all Europe. And Canada. Not all. Canada? And also... Yeah, Canada. It's Let's really, go to Canada. It's also oh, really cold there, so I don't know if you would really want to. And New York. Yeah. Again, really Which is cold. essentially Canada. Which is weird that New York beat California on that. Right. Uh, They're always tit for tat with regards to what law is basically... <laughs> tit for tit. They're always tit for tit. <laughs> Whatever they... Uh, like, law is confessing. Who is the more advanced? Who is the more, like, on, on well, the okay, pulse but, of reality? Um... California, I think, legalized marijuana before New York, but I think New York legalized medical marijuana before California. Well, also, it helps tourism for New York. And all the states in between are just no, so mad at us. It helps your tourism for New York. That's true. So I think that's really why. But we're in California. It's always sunny. Get your full round tan. I'm just telling you right now. Boom. Yeah, I don't think it would help tourism as much in California. Really? Yeah. Imagine you can go down Sunset Boulevard and see a bunch of people topless. You would that that would not bring in the gross Iowa. I don't think it would take people. I don't think I don't think you would go to California just for that. Are we in agreement though that this is a really stupid? I don't think that we should be over sexualizing female bodies and using them to bring tourists into places. I'm okay with that to a degree. Um, <laughs> definitely. So I, I do what you're uncomfortable. Well, real quick, I would like to say that I appreciate that you are internally consistent in all of this aspects. So you're annoyed that they sexualize the, the female body and force people to cover it up. You're also annoyed that they sexualize the female body and try and use it to sell things. But Monica. Yes. But Monica. So I appreciate that. Didn't she look hot in that bikini? I think she looks like a person. She looks cute. Uh-huh. uh-huh. She's cute in general. I uh-huh. couldn't see her face, though. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> She's not my type, though. All in, 
Hairless? <laughs> Hairless. Uh, fair enough. It's mostly the, the young look. So. Uh, are, aren't I, though, on point, though, this is the stupidest thing a resort like this no, could do I disagree. before the season opens? I disagree. Here's the thing. Stupidest thing the resort could do is let Duterte shoot one of the tourists for having drugs. <laughs> well, I mean, which is something Duterte would do. Yeah, but they wouldn't get out. Uh, okay, get the, <laughs> shooting a ter- tourist for drugs and then letting it get out—that yeah. would be the stupidest. I'm thing. surprised Duterte didn't shoot this girl for her shrimp bikini. I mean, <laughs> that's that's next week. Maybe they were going to, and then like somebody. Like, whoa, whoa! The story. Calm down, <laughs> calm down, Duterte. Don't shoot the Taiwanese girl. You might piss off Taiwan. You don't want to mess with Taiwan. Really? I mean, why, why are we dumping on Taiwan? I, I, whoa. We're not dumping on Taiwan. I'm saying don't mess with Taiwan. Why are you dumping on Taiwan? You were saying it's sarcastic. It's like something you would do like in a sex he shop says in Taiwan. everything sarcastic. It's to dump on Taiwan. Oh, God. God. <laughs> look, look. That whole side of the globe has a lot of really kinky shit going on. How Dare they? Okay, we How dare they arrest someone for wearing a string bikini? No, um, you should know the mores of the place you're in. I'm just saying that place. One of the things that most people know about the Philippines, uh, one, they stole all of Hawaii's uh, like coffee, pineapple, and other businesses because it was cheaper. Why does and that? Two, that people, businessmen, go there. To specifically sleep with underage girls. Oh my god! And boys. okay, that that's you're you're getting offensive now. <laughs> I'm just saying you're getting offensive. It's not now. well known for don't wear string bikinis. I. Uh, I mean, now it is okay. Those like sex tourism is a serious issue. Yes, and like I feel that painting the entire country as if the entire country is okay. With sex tourism, when when they're clearly not, is uh, it's I, I think that's pretty bad. Okay, so they're not okay with drug use. So the president threatens to shoot people who sell drugs in the state. Right, right, and we don't they're, appreciate they're that. They're not. I'm doing quotes. They're not okay with uh, the sex business they have there. That's a lot. But of quotes. he's not going out there and shooting the sex workers. <laughs> Just saying, like they're very clearly you, not you against. No, you don't shoot the sex workers. You shoot the Johns. You don't shoot the Johns because they're coming to their country spending money. No, no, I mean, that's tourism bucks. You just arrest them for wearing string bikinis, apparently. She was not a prostitute! No, she was a John. No, wait, what? <laughs> the man with the skimpy board shorts, you could see the outline of his dick, was the prostitute. What in the. Yeah, because he clearly had his nipples yeah, out in the world. Nipples wind. out to the world. I, don't, I, I cannot with you. Maybe guys. you don't get it. I Are you not familiar this. with the show that you're on? <laughs> let's let's change paces and go right back to uh, let's go to California. I think California. Let's talk about we the know how to party. Poor Jeremy Renner. Uh, so Jeremy Renner, we, we talked about a couple weeks ago about his uh, his app being shut down, uh, the Renner Squad app, whatever it was, where because people were getting in there pretending to be Jeremy Renner and messing things up. Uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. It was like Instagram, but it was all Jeremy Renner theme. <laughs> so apparently, Jeremy Renner has a serious cocaine problem, uh, and he's wow. unstable. Uh, and he is currently getting a divorce from his uh, his wife, uh, who's like so goddamn young. So, like, I'm trying to remember what her age is. But she's like literally, I think, in her twenties or thirties, and he's like in his fifties. I did not realize Hawkeye was that old. 
Well, like you don't 40, look at his 40s. butt enough. Hawkeye Initiative. I love the Hawkeye Initiative. Yeah. But, um, let's sexualize men, huh? Well, it's proving a point. Eh. I'm okay with it as we're sexualizing men, right? Proving a point. I'm just saying, men have been classically unattractive sexually. Like, sure, you can be handsome, but you don't ever go to a man and go, he is sexy. Well, that all depends on the PR around it. Nobody ever tried to sexualize men because it was all about sexualizing women and making women into objects. Fabio. And making women into objects to sell goods, like Fabio cars. was an object. And burgers. And butter. And butter. I cannot believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> that was Fabio right there. Books and butter. <laughs> and both at the same time. At the same time. Covered in butter selling books. So sexualizing men brings a lot of attention to the fact that there's an issue here. Which is why I'm saying arrest the guy that had his nipples in the wind the same way that they arrested the girl with the string bikini. He shouldn't have had his nipples out. He was asking for it. But, uh... He was skimpily dressed. He was skimpily dressed. You can see that one of his dick and his boxer shorts or whatever. Uh, so... Unmoral. Apparently, okay, so Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, Renner is 20 years older than Sonny Pacheco. Right? It's insane. Yeah. But keep in mind, they've been together for six years. Okay, that's a little more weird. She's like, I think she's 26 or something right now. 28. Like, so she was 22 when they got married. Yeah, okay, that's a little weird. So she was 22 and he was like in his like what, 40s? Yeah, he's, still, he's 48. You yeah, want to think so, of it weird? She was born... When he was in his twenties, when he was drinking, she was when he was drinking alcohol. She was drinking milk out of her mom's nipple, which, by the way, is illegal to show. Uh, but her father's nipples are perfectly okay being out of the wind. Yes. Yes, I want to make sure that's emphasized. So a woman breastfeeding her baby, illegal to show. Yes. But a man with one of those man boob nipples for for when men want to breastfeed. Ooh, ooh. Is the factually is nipple? Completely, no. Yeah, the fake is, nipple. Is the fake nipple modeled after a man's Wait, nipple or a woman's nipple? It's, ma- it's modeled nipple. after a man's nipple. Okay, then it's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Okay, so it's not a, male, a female nipple, it's okay. What are you talking about? You've never seen this thing? No. It's basically a bladder in a, Wait, in a neck harness that a, has a nipple on Wait, stop, it so stop, you can breastfeed the baby as a man. Stop. This was created because men were basically upset that they were losing out on a moment that's specifically between a baby and their mom, and they wanted to basically create that experience with them and confuse the shit out of their child. <laughs> and so yeah. the last thing you want is your baby latching on your nipple when you're in bed and you're all like I'm your dad no I okay so one of the few things I that women have this. that's all their own men had to take it yes yes uh, but you still can't get tampons without having to pay out through the legs right and also in some places <laughs> you have to you have to get a man's permission yeah. you know when I was uh, a woman when, has to get a man's permission to get a um, get her tubes tied yeah and when I was uh, I think it's still effective in some at things. my old job Eric, when I worked retail, um, there was this woman who had a credit card. Her name was on it. Um, she was the main uh, provider for the household. Uh, her husband was the main name on the account, and she was uh, basically like what we have, except if your name was the main name on the account, right? But like equal uh, owners to the card and the account. Um, and it declined because she was spending over her daily limit. She called the bank, and the bank, even though it was her own card issued in her name, said they needed to talk to her husband to approve the amount. Even though... Yeah, because he was the main account holder. It doesn't make any sense. Well, no, when you're a secondary card on it, you're basically like, it's through his account that she's given permission to spend but on his account. it doesn't do that to you. They don't say, I have to talk to your wife. Well, I've never had that problem because I don't spend over my amount, ever. <laughs> ever for a day have I ever spent more than what my amount is allowed. 
All right. Sometimes they call me and say, hey, do you still exist? Your card is sitting there. <laughs> do something. <laughs> Spend some money, please. We only exist because of you, Mr. Suth. <laughs> so, anyways, Jeremy Renner. So, apparently, this is going to get dark, guys. Good. This is going to get really dark. So, apparently, Jeremy Renner threatened to kill her, threatened to kill himself, and in the reports she's left, has stated that he had a giant amount of cocaine in the bathroom counter and easily reached for the six-year-old so child. So, what I, I read that is he had an amount of cocaine, not a giant amount. It was a large amount. Okay. First of all, anytime you have an amount of cocaine, it's always a large amount. Well, okay. Hey, no one just saw, like, hey, let me put a little tiny bit here. Is he scarface? Any any amount of cocaine in reach of a child is a large amount. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. I mean, how much cocaine has this child had already in her life? I mean, it might a regular amount might not be enough to get her feel the the tingles. Does does the sperm have like cokehead genes? It might. Yeah, that might transfer. Look, I don't believe. Like, any of this. You and don't believe any of it happened? You no, know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, he's on the guy's side. No, it's not that. I'm in the situation where this is a divorce. And when a divorce happens, people say fucked up shit. I've seen it firsthand. I've gone through it as a child in a product of divorce where I've seen parents do this stuff. It's literally whatever you can do to get possession of that child sometimes in these situations. And when minute you basically add in the fact that the person is famous... Like, some people will just literally just throw so much shit down where it's all like, back off, man. I'll stop doing it if you back off. I won't ruin your career. And so, I mean, until more information comes out, a baseless accusation in a, a, a court document that we probably shouldn't have been reading anyway in the first place is, in my opinion, not credible to so attack a man's career or life. Why are we bringing this up then? Because it's in the, the, the news right now. Ah, got it. We're bringing it up because I wanted to basically comment the fact We're that bringing it up because di- divorce is a uh, very personal and very sometimes contentious situation, and you should not immediately jump and attack anybody, whether they're famous or not, uh, unless you have a personal like knowledge of what's going on to basically say, yeah, that sounds like something that he would do from my experience with him, from my life with him. Or if you actually see credible facts. Because people will say horrible shit in divorces. Shit they don't mean. Because if you're getting divorced, it's not because you're fucking happy. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. This isn't a conscious uncoupling. This is, this is a divorce. A contentious, aggressive divorce in which they are fighting tooth and nail for the sole custody of a child. Which, by the way, is awful for that child. And oh, they yeah, need yeah. to, like, really consider this. No, oh, yeah, but they won't, though. They don't. Parents never do in these situations. Well, especially one of those... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's... Especially one of those things when you've built up somebody as the enemy in your mind. And it's so important to beat that other person. Yeah. I don't want to say this right now. This could all come out like in a week that all this is true and she's got photographic evidence and whatnot. And that's fine. I'm not saying that Jeremy Renner is the good guy here. I'm not saying he's the bad guy. I'm not saying she's the bad guy. I'm not saying he's like she's the good guy. I'm just saying that... Things get said in divorces. Whatever we're seeing right now, it literally could be nothing or could be something. And until you have a personal experience to basically gauge that by or you have seen evidence... Like, don't try to ruin a person's career. Don't try to basically, like, sure. take someone away from somebody until you actually see that stuff. And the court's not going to do anything unless they've got any proof. 
statements like this are baseless. Courts never take it seriously unless you can actually photographically prove it. Well, I don't want to disbelieve the, the woman in this, but I really hope... I don't know. I like Jeremy Renner. I hope that both parties are taking into account what their actions and what their statements are going to mean. They never not do. only for each other, but well, also for, for their, their daughter. daughter. Yeah. Divorce is they will. Ne- never that, that uh, diplomatic. I mean, I did give it a good solid try in mine. Yeah. I'm not going to go into details because I know that there's people out there in the world, literally, who will say otherwise. But that's only because they're biased as well. I mean, it's just, that's the way divorces work. It's You can't divorce unless you're Gwyneth Paltrow... Like an amicable, peaceful way. Even I'm pretty sure that that wasn't even amicable and peaceful, and she's just saying it was. It seemed like it was all the way through. I mean, to be honest, I think probably the healthiest one I've seen that didn't seem like it was like really overly millennial uh, was Chris Pratt and uh, Anna Faris. Mm. But then again, he is way too religious, and that creeps me out. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, right? I mean, people have beliefs. It's, mm. it's a little more than that. This is the same man that made a, a video in, in uh, movie 53 where he was shitting on Anna Faris's chest in it. <laughs> hey, what a couple do. <laughs> in the middle of the street in a movie. <laughs> in their own bedrooms. It wasn't in their bedroom. <laughs> in, the, in the movie, in the movie it was, he got hit by a car and I, shit I, all over the street. I really don't need to know. You should see the scene. I, you, would love it. you would love it. I won't. It. There's just shit everywhere. Um... Moving on, let's talk about a couple of things. Um, I'm going to go into uh, Zuckfest. <sighs> uh, let's yes. talk about Zuckerberg. Because I'm going to throw something. You're not going to probably like my take on this one, Justin. Uh, so actually, I think you might find me surprised. You might find my feelings on this issue surprising. So Mark Zuckerberg uh, is under a lot of attack right now, and some of it. Justifiable, some of it not. I mean, is the it guy, because he's pretending to be a human? Though that's always been existing. Uh, but uh, real boy Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> uh, he, he had a lot of shit because you know, his company, Facebook, specifically did play a part in the whole Russian situation, the disinformation campaign in 2016. Um, they basically they say his, his actions were tantamount to allowing, but I mean, I don't think that's... I think his... his from my understanding of the situation, uh, a lot of the Facebook stuff was because of, um, I forgot the name of the company, but it wasn't directly Facebook. Uh, Facebook did kind of turn a blind eye to some yeah. of this stuff, but Facebook has since tried to update some of their policies. It wasn't wanna... wanted and willingly, but it was definitely recklessly. I have a theory the about this okay. whole thing, and hear me out on this. Um, Mark Zuckerberg... Okay had ties to Russia okay. because okay. he is a server himself for Facebook put in the U.S. by Russians. He's secretly a Russian robot server. See, here's the problem with that theory. The theory is that he is not. He, is, he was manufactured and built in the U.S., but when he was upgraded in 2005 with, with new RAM... That RAM actually was manufactured in a Russian facility. Right, so, right. Russian so memory... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is coming under fire for having so, dinners with conservative politicians. Well, it goes a little bit further. I want to go. Justin, I, don't wanna, I, I don't said, hear skip. me out. That means take it seriously. I, wanna, I didn't want to skip through too I quickly. Can't. I didn't want to skip through too quickly because after, of course, the the whole thing about like turning a blind eye, allowing the disinformation campaign, uh, there is also the fact that recently um, Facebook has been allowing Trump ads to run on the site. Now, these specifically are ads that TV networks have banned. And said, we will not play these ads because they are clearly fake. 
the the facts are, are false and they are completely like disruptive to a healthy attitude and atmosphere in the world. But Facebook has allowed it to basically go forward. They basically like go ahead, we take your money. Hmm. Which and to be honest, I've ever I've run a, an ad on Facebook specifically, having basically run the site and we've done a couple of things where we want really want to get the attention out on them. So to kind of help out people that we were talking about, we did pay for some ads to get to wider audiences. And I will specifically say uh, that in that situation, uh, there is a period of time in which they basically look over your thing and say, yeah, yes or no. Okay. So I know there is a period in which they supposedly overlook it. And I've actually had one ad. It took like a day and a half for them to approve it, which I thought was ridiculous. It was about alcohol, though, so I guess it makes sense. But, uh, like, you know, that being in considered and whatnot, it's... There should be someone that, like, goes in this and say, like, that is blatantly... But, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like a Wild West. There, it's not like a censor looking over saying we can't play that. That's clearly false. Uh, it is basically, like, mostly probably a computer looking over it. If it gets flagged, it goes to maybe a person. The person looks at it, that's fine. But still, on that same plane, though, it's... I can see how people see that as a continuation of Facebook's turning a blind eye to the inappropriate things of the Trump campaign. Okay. And I mean, sure. that kind of leads to the idea of the, the dinners with conservative pundits coming out. Okay. So that information came out. Now, Zuckerberg came out and made a specific statement. That is, there's some precedent, some dinners I've had with conservative politicians, media and thinkers. To be clear, I've had dinners with lots of people across the spectrum on lots of different issues all the time. Meeting new people and hearing from a wide range of viewpoints is a part of learning. I'm going to leave off this last part here um, because and I'll say it. If you haven't tried it, I suggest you do. It's kind of a dick statement on the end of that. But uh, Yeah, sure. It's. I mean, I think that was his, uh, his robot chip basically saying, okay, add in some witty retort uh, or else you're going to look like you basically got like, railroaded. Uh, but, I mean, it's... So, I agree with him... But that other stuff does kind of color his actions. Okay. Okay. Like, well, here, here's the thing. In, in this society, you can draw a line to all sorts of things. Um, and all sorts of things that you disagree with. And I'd, I'd like to make a, a specific connection with this issue. With uh, Recently, uh, Ellen DeGeneres was seen in a uh, box, like at a, at a baseball game, talking to and laughing with uh, former President George w. w. Bush. W. Right. And she got a lot of flack for this. And, okay, as... I, I mean, I'm... You, you know me. I'm, I'm very, very much a Democrat. I, I very much disagree with the Republican Party. But once we start saying that doing any sort of interaction with people of the opposite party or of the opposite ideology is not okay, then so, we get into this problem where we, we can never get back from the partisanship that we're at. So here's the thing about that with W. And I understand what you're saying, and I, I agree with it to a degree. Uh, if W is a war criminal, which they're saying, and he in his No, way, I don't think he's a war criminal. No, no, I'm just saying, if he is, what they're saying, which to some degree I think is true. The action they have a problem with, he did either turn a blind eye to or allow to happen, which technically were inappropriate behaviors. But in that same plane, if you have a problem with the things that W. Bush did during his presidency and you don't want to associate with him, but you are still perfectly fine high-fiving and taking selfies with President Barack Obama, then you are part of the problem. 
Because those same things you're complaining that George W. Bush did, fucking Obama did things that are the same level or worse. Drones striking people in other countries, that's fucked. We're we're, we're not going to get into, like, Obama versus Bush on this one. I'm just saying, like, there there are things that both of them did that they're, they're attacking George W. Bush and saying you shouldn't talk with him, he's a war criminal... Fucking Obama did horrible shit too. He's not a war criminal, like he's not. Um, because sadly, all the stuff that we did was pretty much perfectly legal with within the international system, and that that is a completely different kettle of fish entirely. Waterboarding wasn't okay. Yeah, that's literally against. No, no, you're you're right. But but the point that I'm making is Geneva Conventions were not really adhered to. They're more of a suggestion. The point I'm making is that if we're getting down on people just for meeting with conservatives, then that's not okay. No, yeah. Like, I like, have friends who are libertarians. I have friends who are Republicans. I, used I have to, family members who are conservatives. I used to love talking with my grandfather before he passed away about his Republican beliefs because I agreed with so many of them. Because I personally believe a lot of the Republican tenets... But what I believe I do in my own life is not how I believe a country should be run. And so I can uh, hear how my grandfather would talk about, like, I get 100% what you're saying. I don't believe that my opinions are the way we need to run this country, though. Okay. And for that reason, it's like, we differ in those opinions. But I, I believed and I supported his concepts. And I said, like, you know, I love you. And uh, he'd be all like, uh, well, I'm, we're, the healthcare system is, is the, for the, you know, the elderly, for health, Medicare and all that stuff. It's just robbing, like, blind. There'll be nothing left when you, when you get older. I'm all like... I don't fucking care as long as you get to live a little bit longer. Like, I I would trade my health care later for your health care now. And I would tell him that, and she had no way to respond to that. Because mm-hmm. literally, it's all like, well, how are you going to argue with love? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, the mentality of that is, like, I, I get, I 100% get the idea of being fiscally responsible. I get the idea of small government versus large government. But sure, what sure. I believe is But what the Republican Party the is now is not that anymore. No. But I mean, still, the Republican Party is no longer the party of I a will, forceful foreign policy, uh, limited uh, spending at home, and uh, reducing the deficit. No, it's more the party of we do what we want to do that benefits us, but doesn't benefit you. I'll have a discussion exactly, with yes. any Republican today about gun control, because that's something I feel strongly about in one way, but I also have a strong feelings about it in the other way. And I can have a discussion with them. I have no problem with that. The minute anyone gets racist or shit, then they're fucking shut off from me completely. Like, if you fucking start getting racist and talk to me about minorities or about how immigrants are in this country, I'm going to merely look at you and say you're a goddamn fucking idiot. I got in an argument with someone earlier this week who's, who's a strong, staunch conservative because they were trying to basically say that Biden com- uh, committed criminal acts in Ukraine. I'm all like, oh, don't even start this with me. I've done my fucking homework <laughs> for that podcast. He literally was, I, I was shooting out every single one of his things, but we had a healthy Discussion. Sure. And yeah, debates are wonderful to yeah. have. And this is important for us to get back to is uh, not not just being able to debate with each other without it becoming without being like mad. A, yeah. Right. Without it being a moral issue. Yeah. But also, we need to be able to to be able to meet with those across the across the aisle. across the aisle and figure out what we can agree yeah. on. As long that's as that's absolutely we're not important. doing that. But as long the, as the not so, W. But the society. What's that? As long as they're not W. Good old pretzel. But the. Uh, <laughs> I'm never letting him live that down. But the the society that we have become, this is mm, the society that we've become. What we're the place that we're living in now. Um, we're so divided, and the reason that that's not a good thing in this particular instance is we've surrounded ourselves with people of like minds. 
people who agree with us. And all it does is it, we spout something and it just echoes through this chamber sure. of similar viewpoints. And there's never any person there to contest those viewpoints to really just, and it's healthy to do that because then it really hones in on whether that's accurate, whether that viewpoint needs to be tweaked, you so, know, whether your viewpoint actively hurts other people, you know, it needs to be discussed among other people who have differing views so that you can have a real actual discussion and we can, I don't know, function as a society. There was a college. And I'm, I'm terrible for forgetting this, but there was a college that did an experiment where they got something like 130 Americans from all different walks of life, all different political backgrounds and ideologies, and they flew them all to Texas and sat them all down and had them figure out, by consensus, um, how to deal with various problems with American society. And lo and behold... You would expect that, like, 130 people, you know, half of them conservative, half of them liberal or whatever, would not be able to come up with any sort of compromise. They could. Yeah, but that horse looked like a camel. <laughs> but my point is, my point is it's not beyond us to get back to that place where we can, where we can sit down as a society with people who that we disagree with on many issues and figure out what issues we can agree on. But the problem figure that out we how have, we can how we can go forward on, on a lot of policies. The problem that we in a have way with that, that though, help everybody. is think, that nobody is agreeing. It, it, they're, well, they're not well, coming because, to terms because they have uh, too much hubris and too much well, it's they're also too because stubborn. politics has become a zero sum game. It's not about it's not it's about, not about getting anymore. Policy. It's about who's right. Right. Well it's it's not even who's right. It's it's not about policy. It's not about passing about making the country better. It's about winning. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure so, that your team wins. So can we all agree, as, as people across many political spectrums, that one, we need to get more sleep, that we all want more sleep, that we all want more money, that we all want to basically be found attractive by the other members of the sex, or same, depending on your on who you, what you feel for. Or nobody, and, if you're into that. And, yeah, or nobody. Uh, or you everybody. Wanna, you want to feel or attractive everybody. generally. You want to feel attractive. Everybody wants to feel attractive. Okay. Attractive to yourself or to others, whatever your preference. More sleep, more money, more attractive. Suit for president, twenty twenty. Boom. Wait, which one of us? How are you going to make people more attractive? How? Yeah. I'm breaking all the mirrors. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're all going to all mirrors will be funhouse mirrors that make you look as good as you can possibly look. Every morning. Mandatory. Two mile jog every morning. No, nope. no. Every morning, every morning, the president. You takes, automatically lose. Yeah, you lose. Yeah. Sorry. You lost the, that. The every morning, the president <laughs> takes over all the airwaves at at nine o'clock when everyone wakes up from now on, and specifically says, "You're all gorgeous." Good morning, I love, America. I love You're gorgeous. All of you. My, and, uh, hope you enjoyed sleeping in like we You're always do. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And, and gosh, gosh darn, darn it, it, the president loves you. <laughs> My fellow Americans. I just want to say I've looked at all of you and I find you gorgeous. <laughs> that sounds and so And ladies creepy. have found you gorgeous. And men. And, and I found you gorgeous. find yourself gorgeous. You know what? You say it enough and it'll work. Right? You know, that's, that's so, part of, like, that's one of the things that my therapist said is I have to look myself in the mirror and say something nice about myself and that's so hard. It's tough. It's yes. so hard do to do. Do you also find that hard? Yes. Uh, to find something good about yourself. To find something that you could say honestly without like smirking or without thinking it's bullshit thinking that you're lying to yourself yeah. to say yes I am I am this and I'm happy about that yeah yeah it's hard 
Really? When you have low self-esteem, it's hard. I literally look at myself every morning and say... You don't have no low one... self-esteem. No, I... Ooh, Monica. You're kind of an asshole. And that doesn't change Wait, that doesn't mean he doesn't have no self-esteem. I look at myself, That's just my statement. I look at myself <laughs> in the mirror every day and I say to myself that no one else can deal with what I deal with. Okay, well, that, I mean, that, that I am uniquely, specifically situated to deal with every aspect of my life and that, that you couldn't step in my shoes... And you couldn't step in my shoes. And you know what? I couldn't step in your shoes, and I couldn't step in your shoes. I've worn your shoes. I think I could step in them. They're, they're baggy. They're too, they're too big for yours. No, they're not. We, we're the same size. You're 13? Yeah. Well, 12, 12 and a half to 13. So then they'd be baggy. Mm. I'm 13 and a shoes half. Shoes aren't baggy. Yeah. Depending on the shoes you buy. God. I mean, I couldn't live your life. <laughs> well, you're not buying bags. Yes, I am. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I absolutely could not live your life. That's absolutely true. Justin. I think No if- one out there could live your life as good as you live your life. Monica. We all know that's not true. I think if no, anybody no. stepped into my shoes, they would probably shoot themselves yeah. like after you, an hour. You literally <laughs> are uniquely designed after a lifetime of living in your position to do everything that you do and to be able to survive what you've gone through, to be able to basically make it through every single day. Only you could do that in your body. Okay. Same to you, same to everyone this listening. This fucker is straight up Dr. Seussing us. Right. Dr. Seussing. I'm just, Doctors I'm just saying, them. like, if you ever worry about what you're going through and anything whatsoever, you just need to remember that literally no one out no there one can do, what, can you do, do. what you do. They've got to go through everything you've gone through to get to where you are and to be as healthy. And you, know, you might not feel that it's healthy to get where you are and to be as well-rounded and responsive to your world around you and to keep moving forward. It's literally... So amazing, <laughs> precious, and powerful. See, and, and I would like to point out, first off, I would like to say those are beautiful words. <laughs> I appreciate them. But that is I'm the allergic reaction, to sentiment. That is the reaction of people who suffer from low self-esteem is even if somebody can point out something that's an obvious truth to everybody else. They still don't see it. You don't see it. You yeah. have a hard time seeing it. I just uh, and, and the funny thing is you know how hard your life is. You know how hard your life is. It's it's a it's a symptom. Right, right. But it's it a symptom of depression. Uh, of people who have depression, it's it's a um, a mental illness. Yeah, but here's the thing. And it's it literally your no, brain. No amount of facts will change. Your brain is it's, against you. It's you not remember? a positive thing though. It's a survivor thing. Do you remember you what I told you? You survived all these days. You can survive one more. I needed yeah, help. Sure. I remember telling you. I'm like, I can't get out of this this thought cycle, and I need your help pulling me out. Yeah. Because no amount of my just get out. no amount of logic in my own brain thinks I'm cured. Yeah. <laughs> no amount of, of logic in my brain was helping me. Yeah, that's the thing though. It's you can you hear the words people say to you, and you may not believe it, but they're said and they still hold some value. Like if I tell you you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, you're the most attractive person that I know, I'm constantly in awe of just how strong you are. I really me appreciate saying, you saying that. Yeah, oh, you're oh, hold on. You're talking to your wife. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Those words, though you don't believe them, hold value. They make you feel better. So just because you don't believe it doesn't mean that it doesn't. Like it's, it's all about just surviving another goddamn day. And it's so easy when you think about how many fucking days you've slogged through to get to here. Like one fucking day? Holy shit. I have lived... Thousands of days. See, there you yeah. go. The <laughs> morning soothe the with Dr. Sooth. 
Right, but I want to I want to point out that if you I think that you might, then <laughs> a jurist doctor. I, I want to point out that if you think that you might be depressed, to talk to somebody and get diagnosed Absolutely. because un, yes. untreated depression is something that I lived with for thirty something years, no, and what, what you're saying, it it works on people who are getting treatment, but for somebody who, like the one day at a time thing. I used to when I was a teenager go. I'm gonna keep living. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not even. Well, I, I'm not even gonna gonna do the suicide thing that I keep thinking about because I'm gonna live in spite of other people. I'm going to. I'm going to teach those assholes. Yeah. They can't get me. I fucking and work then, though. And then day 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 and then year and year and year and year and year and then it's just slowly working its way down, eroding like a rock on on a beach, what? and eventually got to a real scary point. And if I didn't get help, I probably wouldn't be here. I would like to point out that it is it is such a necessity for somebody who deals with depression to have people who are there for them. Yeah, yeah because somebody, depression wants to isolate you so that you're gone. You need to be there for them as much as you can. However, what Monica said to all of our listeners, absolutely don't try and deal with this on your own. Well, reach if out you to got us. shot by a gun... You would not try and deal with the gunshot by yourself. Right. If you have depression, get help. Get talk here's, to somebody. Here's the thing that I talk found out. Talk to a professional. Yes. And don't try and deal with it. Here's the thing that I found out about depression as a mental illness, and I didn't know this until I started going to therapy. And my my psychi- my psychologist explained this to me is that it's actually um, there is proof that untreated depression actually degrades your brain. Yes. You. It is a a, a literal disease that will it's a wound. that will actually your brain will will lose functionality over time it will shrink it will erode mm. and you will lose execu- executive functioning yes. and it's something that you might not ever get back i'm i'm only lucky to be in the mental position that i am in because of tragedy uh, and it's because i spent every single day of my childhood making up an excuse as to why I couldn't commit suicide. And it was like, like I can't commit suicide because who will take care of my cat? I can't commit suicide because this, what this will do to this person, what this will do to that. And every day, I basically had have a reason I thought about as to why I, would, I couldn't commit suicide. And that went through all of my teenage years to the point where it got almost so bad sometimes. But the thing that really stop me from even thinking about it as an option that took that out of that position of like this is why I can't commit it uh, and made it completely off the table was actually surviving of a dear personal family friend who committed suicide they did not but I survived their suicide and having survived their suicide I never wanted to enter into that position ever again or put anyone else through it and I realized, and that's, this isn't a healthy thing to say to people out there, but suicide is selfish. It is one of the worst things you can do to anybody. And I have, I, I have no forgiveness for someone who commits suicide. I 100% love, hold, and listen to, and talk to for hours anybody who is on the verge. But I have no forgiveness for anybody that does it. Because it is, in my opinion, one of the worst possible things you could ever put anyone you ever loved and cared about through. Because all they ever think afterwards is, what could I have done? Which, what could I have But said? think about it. The Which suicidal, is, again, the suicidal you, you thought point yeah. is, you can't, is... You can't save people. 
It's Which a means constant. If you are feeling suicidal, seek help. Yeah. It's, try and deal with it it's not something that you can deal with on your own because it's like constantly being drawn. Like you have um, a bungee cord around your, your waist that's pulling you toward killing yourself and you have to every single day struggle to keep your strength up to not go to where the bungee cord's origin is, which is death. And you get tired. Yeah. You get tired so much. I've been there. And it's it's really, really, really difficult to keep that up for such a long part of time. And coming from somebody who's done it, like, it's hard. I've stayed over the precipice of the end of that bungee cord. You cannot, you can't, it's not something that you can do on your own. You need to have somebody there to, to help you, you know? Set stuff up yes. that, that holds you, that, you know, that blocks... That I'm losing the uh, symbolism. This this, uh, this actually raises a really good point. It's um, hard to do on your own, and you shouldn't try it. Yes, so hot, hot Topic at LA Comic Con had a whole thing about how mental health is a hot topic. It is. Uh, and this is a really good campaign where they're basically, I think you go to like hottopic.com, you can actually have pricing on the website about it. Uh, but it's all about the fact that, you know, this stuff, mental issues... Suicidal thoughts, depression, these things invisible are illnesses. not, they're not invisible anymore. These are things that like are okay to talk about. There's no stigma anymore. There to is being, still, but it's not well, as bad. But the it's, stigma is not nearly as strong as Because when you apply like for, when, we were children, for when you apply for a job, if you have major depressive disorder, you, you technically have to mark, yes, I have a disability on your application because it is a disability and it's classified as one. Well, technically, they're not supposed to ask you if you have a disability. Sure, yeah. But, okay. But, That's like a, it's so federally wrong. <laughs> but it's Eric is, is right in that the stigma has gone way down yeah. and people can but it's start not gone. seeking. It's not gone. There's still work to be done, but it has gone way down. Well, compared to what it was, yes. yes. The gates are, are open. The work that needs to be done is hard work, but it's the work of the people that have the conditions that need to stand up and realize that there are people out there that are willing and willing to help you. And that's a hard, it's a hard fucking step. Yeah. But it's an important one. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, we're right now, in the honesty, in like one of the golden ages of psychological research and acceptance towards mental health issues of this kind, specifically this kind. I mean, I'm not going to say every kind. Schizophrenia is still frowned upon very badly and they're basically demonized in, in society and media. But... The idea of being depressed and being suicidal being a such a horrible thing. And it's such a common illness yeah. too. Depression is one in five. You you know you know at least probably twenty people who are depressed. Justin. I, diagnosed or not diagnosed. At, at, at least. Yeah. At least like probably a lot more than that. Yeah. But one, I mean, the idea one of that, in five people. Uh, clinically depressed. To be honest, you live in California, all your friends are depressed. Uh, <laughs> one in no, no. one I come in three. from Mount Valley. Yeah, well, everyone I know. Is everyone you grew up with is depressed. One in three <laughs> have anxiety disorder. Because <laughs> they talk about one in three anxiety. One disorder? in three anxiety oh, wow. disorder. Yeah. I don't have it. Oh, I got real bad. You have my share. Uh, so I got your she's share. She's the one in our, our three. Do you have an anxiety? No, no, I'm saying she's the one. In I'm the one in the three. Is oh. what he's saying. Yeah. There's three people at this table, and one of them is me. So wait, wait, wait. We're overrepresented. One out of three people are named Paul, yeah. right? <laughs> but no, it's, I, I still I still do suffer today with depression on a regular day to day basis. It constantly crushes me, but it's not who I am. It's what I suffer through, but it's not who I am. No. That's always important to realize. You are not what you suffer through. 
You are not your depression. You are not your depression. You are, you are not, not your parents. The contents of your wait. I'm sorry. You are the contents of your character. Ah, right. You are the contents of your stomach. I was going to say you're not the contents of your refrigerator. You're noodles. You are what you eat. <laughs> and I ate you noodles. You are not. We're all noodles here. <laughs> well, again, last message I want to say before we go is if you need help, My please reach out. Revenge. Um, there are suicide prevention hotlines. You can go to a hot topic for their uh, their make mental health a hot topic. Uh, campaign. You can go to uh, so many places. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's suicide prevention. If you can search it on Google, you'll find thousands you'll find of lots organizations. And lots of people who are willing to help, who are willing okay. and just um, ready to help. I also want to point out that, like, if you're you can go to your general practitioner if you want to discuss the concept of, of your depression and antidepressants. Yeah. You don't have to find a therapist. And I will say that if you are depressed and you just want someone to basically tell you you know what's gonna you know what like hey i'm depressed then you can email us here at contact at nerdnewssocial.com and i will literally send you an email saying response saying go get mental help talk to these people and then i will send you emails until you tell me you did I'll just regularly email you. If you need that you. push, he's really good at it. Oh, I'm so good he at it. it. It's he so annoying. I will, I will message you every three days after you tell me, hey, please get me on this point. And I will basically every three days oh say, did you talk to them? He is that, like, I might not even stop when you tell me yes. I'm such say, a fucking nag. Just to make sure that you didn't like When's just your next away. appointment? All right, I'm going to check in with you. He might require evidence. And we love you for this. But if you need, if you need the help... <laughs> If you need the help, you know, there are people out please, there that will help you. Please look into the help. Everybody loves you. The world is better with you in it. And that's, sorry, contact at NN Social. Okay, it's the Social. It's nnsocial.com. We, we will, we, you know, everyone's there for you. And on that note, we went a little bit long, but it was an important message, and I will leave it there. All right. Awesome. Bye. Have yourself a great evening. Yeah. I'm sorry, day. It's, it's still yeah, morning. Yeah, it's still morning. It's still morning. Monday morning. Yeah. Enjoy your... Enjoy your Cheerios. Yeah.